This is the I Work For Him podcast. To make sure you never miss a thing from I Work For Him, subscribe to our email list. Just head to our website at iworkforhim.com, scroll down to the bottom of the page, click subscribe, and sign up. We'll send the very latest blogs and podcasts from I Work For Him so you never miss a beat. That's iworkforhim.com. This is producer Michael Marigle. Thanks so much for listening. Let's get to today's program. Broadcasting live from our flagship cities in Tampa Bay, you've tuned into the fastest one-hour Christian talk radio. No, I'm not Jim Brangenberg. My voice may sound a little different than him. My name is Chelsea Drinkard with Office Space Brokers. I'm the guest host for Jim today for the I Work For Him show. So every day we take a different approach to looking at the way you and I think about our faith at work. While you're, if you're on your computer or driving or whatnot later, go ahead and like the I, I Work For Him Facebook to receive notifications about shows, um, and what they're up to. If you want to see the next shows for this week um, while Jim and Martha are out, you can check it out there. Also, you can join the I Work For Him Nation. You can start praying for your coworkers and employees um, each and every day. So our topic today is five easy ways to live out your faith. So oftentimes sharing your faith in the marketplace can be like really conceptual topic. And we don't know what to do or how to do, what to say, how to say. You could be thinking, I don't want to be that guy on the corner with a giant sign yelling at pedestrians, turn to Jesus. Or you might be thinking, I don't even know how to share my faith. I don't want to get in trouble. I could get fired. HR could, you know, get on top of me for doing something wrong. Or I don't want to offend anyone or my colleagues to think I'm that weirdo Christian or that Jesus freak. Or you may say, actually, I really do want to share my faith, but I don't know what to say. I don't know how to do it. So today, like I said, we're talking about five easy ways to live out your faith. So we have um, John Drinkard as our guest today. We actually have a few callers from all different industries sharing how they share their faith on the day to day. So the purpose of this show is to encourage me and you. It's no matter what industry you're in, no matter if you're the owner, the CEO, high management level, your entry level, it doesn't matter But we're going to hear from people just like me and you from all different professions, how they share their faith on a day-to-day basis. So if you can't even have a pen and paper hand, you want to jot these five things down. Um, And now I just want to introduce to you John Drinkard, which I know you might be thinking, wait, Drinkard sounds like her last name. (laughs) No, we're not married. This is actually my father. And I'm really excited and privileged to have John on here as our guest because he's someone I look up to um, definitely as an example of being an active marketplace ambassador um, in his work. But also, I know he's really busy, and he actually was able to carve out time on his schedule to be with us. So, welcome, John. (laughs) Well, it's a pleasure of being here, Chelsea. Cool. So, how did you get into commercial real estate? Um, Back in the late 80s, I had um, always had an interest in real estate itself, and I I just went to the Lord and said, you know, Lord, I'm either going to go into residential or commercial, Commercials seemed a little bit more time, uh, almost dominated on the weekend. And so, um, uh, actually I went to a conference and, um, at a church and they, um, they shared some things about getting prayer and, uh, for your business and so forth. And so I remember getting direction from the Lord there. He said, he basically impressed upon me, um, you know, commercial real estate. And so, um, and then subsequently, I answered an ad in the uh, Tampa Tribune. It was a blind ad. It said, send your resume to Tribune Company. 
oh, this story's crazy. And uh, I went, okay. It was a send it P.O. box, of course. And with, and so I thought, hmm. And just the word Austin just jumped into my in, in my spirit, as I know today. And so I went down to the West Shore area, knocked on the door of the Austin company, and said, hey, I'm here for, for an interview. Um, I like to talk to the person hiring. And they kind of looked at me kind of... Uh, um, bewildered and said, well, hold wait, on. you didn't even know what building to go to, right? Weren't no. there multiple buildings? No, well, first of all, the, you know, there's no, the, the ad itself just said, send your resume to Tribune Company, P.O. Box, Tampa. Nothing about any name of a company or anything. So this was after the seminar. So again, I, the, the, the principle there was I was, I was hungry and thirsting. Okay. And I was looking for an answer and I knew God would, would deliver. I didn't know how he'd deliver. <laughs> so um, anyway, and so I just felt an impression to go to this company called The Austin, who had never been heard of before, never um, never been in their office before. And I walked in, and and as the receptionist kind of, she looked at me, and then she said, the secretary comes out of my future boss and says, hey, he's too busy, he can't talk to you. I said, well, maybe ask him anyway. She does, he does. And about 45 minutes to an hour later, they interviewed me, and he said, come back in two days. And so the rest is kind of history. That's so wild. That's all definitely <laughs> one of those situations. It's all God <laughs> and divine appointments, because that's so unheard of. So fast forward. Now you started off as space brokers. So what led you to start that? <clears throat> well, at first I was still with Austin. We were doing some brokerage work on the side, and... Um, uh, actually, I was asked to leave there because they thought I was using some of the um, leads from that company, and uh, and he, although I wasn't, and so but that was fine. And so the Lord just really showed me. You know, sometimes I speak through situations that aren't ideal, mm-hmm. and so I started the company out of just that. That seemed to be the next step, and so once I did that, um, I I just made a you know a vow to not even go back and pursue any of the Austin tenants. I had frankly brought in the high majority of those, and uh, just something I think it was the Lord in me saying, "Hey, you don't need that. I'll take care of you. I'm your provider, not all these tenants that you've got this great relationship with over the last nine years." Right. So if people don't know what Office Space Brokers is, tell us. Office Space Brokers is a commercial real estate firm that basically um, we um, Give, we minimize uh, financial um, and fiscal risk to companies, any a company, and then leverage the marketplace for uh, their office, retail, or warehouse space needs, uh, and no cost or charge to them. Landlords pay our fee, um, and then ideally we have a fiduciary relationship with them, and so we're all in to them, and so again at no cost to them, we have, to have the privilege. <laughs> of uh, uh, representing them in the marketplace. So I thought, so you've been in the commercial real estate realm, oh, I should know this, 18 years? <clears throat> well, how about... How old are you? I'm just about, kidding, how old you are. <laughs> how about 30 years? Oh, whoops, 30 years, wow, that's older than I am. It's okay, that means you're really good at what you do. But okay, so 30 years you've been in the real estate market. So you, I know you know, I always say this, you know, if you're in the Tampa Bay area, the greater Tampa Bay and the surrounding counties, he knows the real estate market like the back of his hand. He knows all of these, all of the owners, all of the brokers. It's a complete relationship 
um, focused, driven industry. So I'm really just blessed and thankful to have the honor, privilege to work with him for the past three years. But like I said, one of the reasons why I really want him on here is how he lives out being, um, sh- living out his faith in the workplace. So real fast before we have to go to our break, the tagline of our company is it's more than a transaction. So what does that mean to you? So the transaction will take care of itself if you take care of the customer. And so the, taking care of the customer means actively pursuing their business as much as they actively and pursue their business. So we start with this series of questions and we dig deep into finding the real answers, the why behind they say they need more space. Tell me more about that and those types of responses. Um, and ultimately, um, you know, delivering options to them once we, once we have all that information and then doing it with, with great zeal. And ultimately having, to, again, the privilege of of um, coming alongside them and uh, representing our king, mm-hmm. the creator of the universe, to them in, right. in, in human ways. So how has the position of what we do given you an insight to the brokenness of the world? <clears throat> I think, uh, it's, one, it's a very, um, it can be a very... Um, profitable industry and so it allows us and affords us the opportunity to invest dollars to go to certain places that god's put on your heart like haiti for example which is my first mission trip out of the country and uh he showed me great brokenness there and uh that was just such a privilege to be a part of that have you ever thought if they can do it so can i i know that's a thought that i've had before when if that if there's something to think i can't do but i see someone else doing it and how they're doing it then that just gives you the encouragement that you can do it too. So we're talking about five easy ways to live out your faith. Um, John Drinkard, my father, is in the studio with us today, and he was just sharing a little bit more about what living out your faith means to him. So did you want to finish that? You met you, John, you were talking about how financially gives you a lot of opportunities to give, but what about, um, you shared about that's how you've seen the brokenness in the world. And, and I know from my experience, commercials that I've seen can be a very kind of money hungry, very big Evo driven. Um, I like to use the term bloody, like a really bloody industry, just every man for himself type of type of thing. So what has that industry allowed you to see the brokenness in the industry? Um, I think on, uh, from that perspective, I think the, um, the opportunities that I've been drawn to just from being associating with certain people um, number one, I think, uh, prison ministry, for example, uh, you know, privileged to, uh, be a part of that group and, uh, seeing firsthand from these, uh, juveniles that are in a, in a halfway house and, and seeing them every week and watching God transform them, um, from these lost, broken men with no father influence to personally knowing that they're his, their heavenly father mm-hmm. and, uh, seeing that transform because you know, they didn't have any father influence. And so, and they were wayward. And so, you know, I could identify with that on different levels. Um, I look at it this way that I just look at, they just got caught sooner than I did. Um, and so that's one of the ways. Now, have you always been actively making God, the CEO of your business and seeking him like you have been now? I think there's different levels. So the answer would be no. Um, and I think for me that, you know, there's certain things that may transpire in someone's life that um, it may be a financial situation, it could be a divorce, a loss of a loved one. And, and sometimes those things that 
I think that's where God makes all things work together for good. Those that are called because we're all called. Mm-hmm. And so I think there's been times where there's like a financial situation in our life that where I got really stupid and, and know what I would, <laughs> what I would call. I'm I sure had, people can relate to that. I had though. this spirit of uh, greed mm-hmm. for about a six month period, but you know, the Lord brought me through that, but I learned some, some great lessons from that. And one of those was what it really means to hunger and thirst for righteousness. And so he embodies that. Mm-hmm. So when we pursue the person of Jesus um, he does fill us. He does satisfy us. And then only he satisfies us. So that, that began my, probably in, in the year 2012, probably more so than as a, if I, you can use the term a different, uh, level mm-hmm. of really understanding who he is and who I am in him. Right. So we have a caller right now, um, who's going to share. So, Emily Stewart actually met her um, at a business conference three years ago. Emily is a physician assistant at Johns Hopkins Hospital in Baltimore, Maryland. So if you know anyone who's a fit in the medical realm or medical field, this woman eat, breathes, and sleeps um, living out her faith in her marketplace. And you might be thinking, in a hospital like Johns Hopkins, there's no way you couldn't that you could get fired. HR would say something, you'd offend someone. But we have Emily on the line right now who's gonna share what one way in the market in her work that she lives out her faith. Hi. Hi Emily. Oh. I'm so happy you're on the call. Or yes. on the show. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for inviting me. Um it is, um, like you were saying, sometimes, and I, when I first started, it was very nerve-wracking, like, and I had to keep praying, God, how how am I supposed to do this in a way that is both respectful and honoring of the people that have hired me and taken a chance on me, um, but also not being um, scared enough that I would risk not walking out my faith. Um, and I do that, I would say, the number one way by praying, because um, praying doesn't have to be something that um, is always other people know that you're doing. Um, so I have laid hands on people. I have laid hands on patients and prayed for them and prayed for their healing. And sometimes they know and sometimes they don't. Um, and I am able to use um, discernment of the Holy Spirit. Um, have me, help me to kind of discern when is the right time do I talk to them about it. Because sometimes it's just encouraging. Um for people, and a lot of times it's not the right time to just go in and be crazy. Um, so I pray for uh, healing, but I also pray for the unit as a whole. When I'm walking in, taking control over um, the enemy mm-hmm. and knowing uh, my identity and who I am, and that when I am walking into the hospital, um, that I am taking control for his kingdom. Um, because that's the authority he's given me, and that he's going to then direct my path. So I give him the uh, ability to direct my path by surrendering that to him and then walk with that authority and pray that authority walking in. That's so good, Emily. Oh, my gosh. I know if you told me stories how, and I I know them, but someone who's listening wants to know, too, of the stories how... How has that positively impacted what you do? You, your influence in the hospital has grown. You now oversee, um, I know, several people, and you've had a lot of positive feedback from those in the hospital you've taken care of. How has this positively impacted your work environment 
not just patients, but also your colleagues or those underneath you that you also are your friends and also colleagues? Um, it's been um, a transformation for me, I have to say. They've been able to witness um, times when I wasn't as refined, if you will, and I wasn't <laughs> as surrendered um, and uh, been able to witness that transformation. And um, it um, allows that influence to grow. So appreciating the influence before it even has a name um, was something that was huge for me that I had to appreciate that because I had been there for so long, I had influence that um, I needed to be faithful with. Mm-hmm. And um, when I was faithful with that, um, that's when the um, leadership opportunities started to grow. Um, that's so and awesome. I think just like not feeling like I had to have it all figured out when I mm-hmm. walked in the door. And that's where the surrender comes in that's and so praying cool. that surrender well, through. Thank you so much, Emily, for sharing. Thank you for that example. Um and I, like I said, I really appreciate you, how you live, constantly live this out. And you're always surrounding um, your hospital in prayer and the story that you tell and share me. And so thank you for encouraging those who are in your situation who needed that help, too. But we have another caller on the line now. We have um, Samantha Dibel. She is located here in the greater Tampa Bay area. Samantha works with as a financial advisor with Northwestern Mutual. So Samantha is actually also in our Christian Biz Women's Connection group, which we'll talk about a little bit later. But Samantha, before we have to go to a break, how do you actively live out your faith in the marketplace? Yeah, absolutely. And thank you so much for having me on the show, Chelsea. You're just a tremendous leader. And I've really loved watching you grow over the years. Um, as a leader, you're, you've just always been phenomenal. So um, I really appreciate this opportunity. Um, one of the ways in thank which you. I resemble a marketplace ambassador is just by creating a safe space for people or even specifically for my clients to be themselves. I think on a regular basis, we all wear masks. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that's necessary. You know, we don't always want to just show exactly how we feel, but creating a safe space for people to really be them heart, like share their hearts rather, especially in a business environment where we're trying to get things done is essential to really building long-term relationships. Um, and the way that I do that is just through a lot of humility and just making myself vulnerable. So if I have a client or a friend going through something tough, if I can take that second just to be with them wherever they are, and sometimes it's not easy because it, it can be a dark place where I don't want to be in, mm-hmm. but through healing, I can go there with them and say, hey, I understand this. I know how you must feel, and I know how I felt, and this is what happened, and this is the goodness of God. And just really be there with them so they know that they're not alone, and then also offer them hope and say, hey, you know, this gets better. This is what the Word says. This is truth. And just be that light that's in their life when they need it the most. That's awesome. That's so true, though, how our, especially our generation, not our generation, just our world right now, everything wants, you know, you're keeping up with the Joneses, like especially social media, especially, you know, TV, newspaper, everything that's out there, you're constantly comparing yourself to others and they all look perfect and have this perfect life. And, you know, like I said, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, everything you see, you know, people only post the good or people want to pretend that their life is only good. And from you, from a financial realm, people can try to pretend on the outside. But in reality, 
they're hurting and there's that brokenness in that. So thank you so much for sharing that, Sam. But my name is Chelsea Drinker with Office Space Brokers. I have this incredible privilege today to be guest hosting and you'll hear some laughing in the background because that's my father who I'm who is interviewing John Drinker because he's chuckling as I make this man face and use big hands to try to talk manly. Um, but anyway, so we were just talking about the five ways to live out your faith. And the one question that I wanted to ask you, John, was what of one of the ways that you live out your faith on a daily basis? So for me, um, uh, you know, sometimes we'll we can pray if I'm with a client, like for the for the meal, like to bless the food. And I've I've been more intentional about that. And so I'll, I'll ask, the, regardless of who it is, the person, the friend, the client, whoever, I'll say, do you mind if I if I pray before we have this phenomenal lunch? Or dinner and <laughs> and without exception they always say yes regardless of their background mm-hmm. and um and you know if if i've known them before I'll, i will have asked the lord already to show me something whatever that is for them maybe in that conversation they've said and one example recently i was <laughs> at a restaurant and i'd asked the the gentleman um hey uh so what's you know what's going on and he told me about this particular situation he raises money for companies and he had um he had got this financing for this company and they had turned it down he said john is the best by far within the marketplace that i could possibly give anyone mm-hmm. and they rejected it wow i said well fantastic i'm not nah, he's he thought i was weird when i said <laughs> that i said well we're gonna we're gonna ask the creator of the universe mm-hmm. to move on that guy and get him to say yes so and so we did at lunch and two weeks later i asked john <laughs> what happened and he said, the guy took the deal. Whoa. And my response was something like, of course he did. Because <laughs> he had the great universe, you know, speaking to him. So anyway, that's that's some of the things we have the privilege of doing. And that's something that actually I got from you and learned from you. We were at lunch one time with a prospective client. And I saw you ask and pray, hey, do you mind, you know, blessing the lunch? But while you're blessing the lunch, it's, hey, just pray for John Smith and oh, just for his health and you know, overwhelm his business with referrals and growing his business and that type of thing. And, and I've actually done that too. And I've, and again, and you might be thinking, oh my gosh, there's no way I could do this. You're crazy. I would pass out. They would not do business with me. They would think, you know, I'm a wimp or, you know, whatever you might think that is, you might have that feeling in your heart where it starts beating, 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 beating. But when you do it and you pray, I've had people, no matter what their faith is, say, wow, that's really refreshing. I've never had anyone tell me no. Now, my perfect at this, no, not at all. But it's one of those things that when you, people don't ever turn down prayer and ask, hey, can I pray? People don't turn it down. Um, so that's something that, thank you for saying that example for me that I found like, hey, I can, if he can do that, I can do that too. And you're, you're meeting with high leveled executives, business owners from here and government officials as well. It's not just... You know, people think, oh, they, I won't do business. It doesn't matter. Oh, it's just my play. No, no, no. It doesn't matter who you are, what they are. It doesn't matter. You still can have this impact on someone's life. And you're not, I always use the analogy of hitting people on the side of the head with a Bible. You're not Bible thumping them. You're loving them. It's because kindness that brings us to repentance, what the Bible says. So we have another caller, Maria Loricella on the line now, who she is with them. She's a founder 
and director of Humanity Co. Maria, what is one way you actively live out your faith in the marketplace? And I know I wanted to have you on here because what you do is a little bit different. You're might not face-to-face with clients all the time, but I know you still live out your faith in the marketplace. So how do you do that? Yes. Hi. Thank you, Chelsea, for having me. I appreciate you. So glad you're um, here. Asking. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Um, I mean, most of my work is, is online until I actually um, meet them in person, and usually that's overseas for the first time. So um, most of my work is online, so of course I'm constantly in prayer, um, praying for supernatural creativity and, and, and focus and for what I write, because my writing um, is what translates for me online. So um, I always ask God to, to give me the right words. And then, of course, something that um, my most intentional, I think the one thing that I, I can say I live out um, is, is writing cards. And I think you're mm. pretty, pretty good at that. <laughs> um, and it, what I do is I, I pray um, with the person in mind. And then I ask God, and I, I believe John mentioned something like this as well, that before he even meets, he, he prays for them, and he, and he just asks the Holy Spirit and says, um, you know, I ask, can you, can you tell me what you want me to prophesy over their life? How can I, what do they need? And in that in that card, I, I always write a handwritten card to, to new guests or prospective clients or um, someone I met with, and I just, I write, and then I write from the heart, and I let it happen, and um, oftentimes when that person gets the card, they, they'll call me or write an email to me and say, you, you, you gave me exactly what I needed. You, wow. you told me what I needed to hear. And, and then the glory goes back to him, and it's mm-hmm. wonderful. And I'm able to, to tell them, well, yeah, I just prayed, and I, I just knew I needed to write that for you. And they're kind of baffled. Often I don't get a response, but they just say thank you, and they know I can um, be relied upon for, for anything that they need in prayer in the future. So that's my, my one thing is writing cards out, handwritten cards, and always praying before with mm-hmm. that person in mind. That's awesome. Thank you so much for sharing that, mm-hmm. Marie, and thank you for... I've received a card from you before that definitely had um, something that I need to hear at that time, but it's even more meaningful when you know that person. I know you've prayed before you do that, so when you're yeah. a brother or sister in Christ, you know you know that. But the others, if you don't, it's kind of... Hmm, how do you know that? And that spurs up a conversation. So thank you for sharing. Now we have Deborah Shields on the line. She's a commercial loan officer for Inglewood Bank. And Deborah does a lot of, um, I believe does a lot of face-to-face interaction too, but also does a lot of stuff online behind a desk. So she works from both types of um, her profession. So Deborah, thank you so much for being on here. And how do you actively live out your faith in the marketplace? Oh, you're welcome, Chelsea. Thank you for having me. Um, what I have committed to doing this year, which is different from last year, although I've I've been a believer for quite a while, um, I've committed to bringing up the fact that I'm a believer in every one-to-one I have, whether it's coffee or it's in a networking meeting. Um, I just make sure there's some point in that conversation that that person knows I'm a believer. Um, most of the time, the conversation will turn towards something that's going on that, that that person is stressed out about. You know, there's so much going on in the world with, you know, the, the stuff going on in the NFL or mm-hmm. a tweet from the president or North Korea or, you know, just gun control. There's all these hot topics and, and people are passionate and they're worried. You, you know, believers and non-believers 
all kind of get anxious. So there's always a point in the conversation where something like that will come up. And I will say, you know, I'm so glad that I know God is in control. And I know if I hold on to him, good or bad, everything's going to be okay. And I'm just so glad that I have that in my life. And that really takes people back sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, they'll say, wow, you know, you're right. Or, yeah, you know, I've been thinking about that. Or at that point, sometimes they'll say, hey, I'm a believer too. Mm-hmm. You know, and then we'll connect on that level. So it's just a really great it's a really great thing to say because it diffuses that negative conversation if that's where it's going. Right. And then it gives you kind of that litmus test to see if this person is a believer or not and kind of open that door for the conversation. So it doesn't seem like a, a crazy wild out there thing to do, but it really it really helps connect people in a networking event or, mm-hmm. or, or at a coffee meeting that normally it wouldn't. And I think that also creates a place for people, kind of what um, Samantha had shared about being a place of vulnerability, creating that place for people to share who they are and be who they are. We, right now we have this huge thing about offending others when right. you can share, it's about truth and love. So we can, you can love someone and speak truth. And if someone usually gets offended, that's, they choose that offense, but we just have to speak truth and love and um and the the verse that I we have for today is actually Second Corinthians two fifteen, for we are fragrance of Christ to God among those who are being saved and among those who are perishing. So what fragrance are we leaving with people after we spent time with them? So thank you so much, Deborah, for sharing that example. Um, so that would be I guess a good question. So when someone just spent time with you. What fragrance are you leaving? It says we're supposed to leave that fragrance of Christ to others, of those who are believers that they're there for life or those who are perishing. So what fragrance are you leaving? So we've just had our five topics, our five ways to live out your faith. I know John has a couple others. One of the, uh, I think it was Deborah, yeah, who just shared it. She shared when she's having coffee with someone or brings up that she is a believer. I know one time I was having coffee with someone for the very first time. And in my heart, I felt someone say, ask about her. I felt the Holy Spirit say, ask about her marriage. I'm like, I just know. Are you kidding me? You just, how's your marriage? And I asked it and she kind of brushed it off. And then the Holy Spirit's like, no, you need to ask again. I'm like, oh gosh. I asked again. And she further unveiled that she was actually going through a divorce, hadn't told, and I think I was the second person she told. I had just met this woman 10 minutes previously in a Starbucks. And as we're walking out, she shared about her, you know, she's going through this divorce. And we get outside. We're in the middle of a Starbucks parking lot. It's like 100 degrees out. If you're in Florida, it gets hot here. If you're not in Florida, I think it it gets hot some other places where it can get really cold too. But we're in there. I looked at her and I just said, I put my hand on her shoulder and I said, this may sound really crazy, but can I please pray for you? And you know what? I said a short, quick 15 second prayer. We both opened her eyes. She had tears streaming down her cheeks and said, wow, I really needed that. So it just goes to show you that we never know what people are going through and we just have to be sensitive and aware to ask those questions. And 
John was sharing too. I know he's only giving you one way. I've worked with him. He does this multiple, multiple ways from praying before meetings, praying before phone calls, praying before what deals to pursue, what clients to pursue. But he's constantly doing this. So, John, what is one key that's helped you be consistent in living out your faith? So, I think for me, um, it would be abiding in him. And, uh, and that looks like in my life anyway, you know, most of the time I tend to be a morning person. Uh, sometimes he'll choose to wake me up earlier than say 6am, but it's really that time with him. And I'm reminded of John's gospel, uh, in the 15th chapter it talks about the vine and the branches. Mm-hmm. And, um, basically, um, in verse five, it says, I'm the vine, you're the branches. When you're joined with me and I with you, the relation intimate and organic, the harvest is sure um, to be abundant. Separated, you cannot produce a thing, period. Anyone who separates from me is dead wood gathered up and thrown in the bonfire. For if you make yourselves at home with me and my words are at home with you, you can be sure that whatever you ask will be listened to and accepted upon. This is how my Father shows who he is when you produce grapes, when you mature as my disciples. And uh, just that 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 end of intimacy of knowing who he is he's all these things he's our provider he's our comforter he's our healer he's our mm-hmm. deliverer and that's what keeps me there what would you say to someone who used to be where you were who you prayed some with with work but you weren't all in like you are now what what was what was stopping you from being all in I think for me, it was probably, um, I think some of the events that happened in, in my life were, were part that spurred that. I think also getting around certain people that were all in for God. And again, just seeing them and watching them pursue God with all their heart, soul, mind, and strength, which is the greatest commandment, um, that the Lord used by seeing that, and that helped mold me and give me something to even shoot for. I know oftentimes people, you know, you can, for me, I would be fearful of what are they going to think about me? They won't want to work with me. I don't want to be that Jesus freak. Or I think, and even other times too. um, So I'm part of a Christian business women's connection group here in Tampa Bay. There's a couple in some other states um, where there's another group called Christian businessmen's connection. They are all over the country. And we meet weekly here in the Tampa Bay area, women from all ages, all professions, all um, backgrounds, all denominations. We meet together. We have prayer partners. So we're actively keeping each other accountable in this to live out our faith in our walk. And someone shared an example in from a colleague standpoint, there is. There's this one colleague, we think we all kind of have that colleague in that office where you, why, they're just this, sometimes it's difficult to deal with, but how everyone else responds can respond one way of talking negatively, gossiping, or um, ignoring, but how she responded in this one situation, she responded was peaceful, responded with peace and just relaxation, just said, you know what, it is what it is, we're going to have to deal with it. And that caused her colleagues to look at her, they tilt their head and said, how can you respond like that? This person just, you know, X, Y, Z just did something crazy. How can you respond like that? And she said, you know what? It's God. Cause I know he's in, I know 
He has what's best for me. I know he's who I serve, not this person, not my employer. And just, I think even that, especially when we're surrounded by other colleagues, our boss, our supervisor, um, or even maybe your employees, that can be a really basic way where just our response levels, when everyone's gossiping, we're not gossiping. When everyone's speaking ill of something, we're not speaking ill. But we only can do that, like you said, if we're abiding in the Father every single day. Because if he is a vine, we're the branches. If we're not hooked up, I look at it as like a cord. If I'm not hooked up into the power source, how can I have power to live out the life that he's called me to do if I'm not plugging in each and every day? So like I said, if you're looking for a way to get involved, whether you're a man or a woman um, in the greater Tampa Bay area, go to cbwctampabay.com. If you're not in the Tampa Bay area, still go there, click on get involved, and we can connect you to another group in another state. If you're a gentleman listening to this, go to cbmc.com. You can click on there and click on find a group, and they're all over the greater United States. So I know the names sound sound very similar. So cbwctampabay.com is for the women. cbmc.com is for the men. No matter your location and you want to get involved with other business professionals from a weekly standpoint, from Iron Sharpening Iron, check that out and we definitely can get you involved. And that's where some of these ladies that shared today, I'm in that group with them. I'm blessed to have these women around me. They're constantly you know, encouraging me. And um, if they can do it, so can, if they can do it, so can we, right? If someone else can do it, John just shared that too. He saw other people living out their faith. That encouraged him to live out his faith. So today we promised that we would talk about five easy ways to live out your faith. So we're going to hope you have your pen and paper handy. I'll give you a second to go grab it. So we're going to share the five easy ways to live out your faith. So one of them was to pray before lunch. So if you go to lunch with someone to say, hey, do you mind if I bless the food? Quick 30 second prayer. Uh, you want to put an icing, uh, sorry, cherry on the Sunday with that one. <laughs> Ask the server, hey, we're going to be praying over food. How can we pray for you? Super easy. I've done done that several times. And you're usually praying for someone in their school or they stop and really feel thankful for that. So ask, um, pray over lunch and pray for the server. When you walk into your workplace, pray, bef- like Emily shared, pray over your workplace. Take dominion. The, the Bible says that we have the authority to trample on serpents and he saw the, en- the enemy that fell from the heavens. So we have that authority through Christ to take dominion in, in our marketplace where we are. So walk around the office, pray, pray for that around your office. It will shift the atmosphere. Emily already shared that she works at Johns Hopkins in Baltimore, Maryland. The hospital's kind of a big deal. She does that and prays for patients. I said, girl, if you can do that, I can do that in my office, right? That was our second one, okay? Our third one was bringing up that they are a believer. In the midst of all this chaos and all of this stuff that's going on, she's, Deborah says, hey, I'm a believer, and you know what? I believe in God, and I trust him that he will work all things together for good, and he is is sovereign overall. The fourth one was thank you cards and being intentional praying over thank you cards. And I know someone, um, a real estate agent here in the local area, she weekly, she just writes cards. She prays and says, okay, Lord, who do I need to write a card to? She prays and listens and then writes what he tells her um, to say. So praying and writing thank you cards. Think about it. When was the last time you received a thank you card? Crickets, right? (laughs) No one even has birthday cards anymore, right? Okay, and the fifth one, 
Um, I'm missing praying as a Christian, praying in the workplace, prayer server, pray at lunch. The fifth one was create a safe place by being transparent. So Sam brought that up. We're in a place that everyone's comparing each other, looking at each other. Create that safe place. Be transparent with who you are. So these are the five ways to live out your faith. Hey, if you missed this and you weren't, you're driving right now, you're able to hear it. Don't worry. Go to iWorkForHim.com. Subscribe there to get the podcast. Like us on Facebook. You'll be able to watch that replay right there. And you'll be able um, to get those again. So I just want to say, John, thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you for incredible callers that we had that shared their ways of uh, sharing their faith in the marketplace. So I'm, again, thank you for Jim Brangenberg and Martha for letting me host the show today and um, be on here. But let us know if you're going to join us. Just take one. All you have to do is take one one thing from there and apply it. This is I Work For Him, Chelsea Drinkard. We'll see you next time.